What does it take to have a great life? What can you do to make things easier, to have a happy and healthy family, to make more money with what you already know, and how do you become a phenomenal leader? If you want the answers to these questions and more, you just found the right podcast. It's about to get real. Hi, my name's Chad Muncie, and I'm here to share practical advice from my success and experience in business, family, leadership, and life. I'm also here to talk to people who want and have gotten the same results. Get ready to be better at it all. Welcome to the Chad Muncie Show. Yeah, that's me. That is not an incredible mouth guitar. That is Chad Muncy himself. Hey, welcome to the Chad Muncy Show. Uh, sorry for my shenanigans. I'm, uh, I'm really excited to continue this episode that we had with Tina White about her HVAC company. And if you did not hear the first episode, go back two, actually go back three episodes. It's not the last one, not the one before that, but the one before that, I believe it's episode 15. Go back and listen to Tina White, and this is the continuation. Let's jump right in. So, Tina, if you would, let's go back into where we were talking about cash flow coming in, and a lot of business owners don't even realize that they are leaking money they're used to spending certain ways. They're used to some things just coming out automatically. There could be a bazillion reasons, but I want you to talk to us about uh, leaking money, businesses leaking money. So it's really common for business owners. You know, they set up these systems that, you know, they work to get their pricing just right. They get some systems and then they're very focused in on sales. <laughs> but, you know, unfortunately, what ends up happening, they get busier than ever. Sales are just skyrocketing, but they still don't have very much money in the bank. So they're still struggling. And so that's usually a sign that you are actually leaking money. And usually it's little tiny leaks all the way through your system. So I want you to think about your business from the customer standpoint. So we attract our customer from marketing. We go out and we're like spreading the good news about how awesome our service or our product is. And then we they finally say, yeah, I'm interested in a two-way conversation. So you turn on the sales charm and you send them <laughs> through that process. And then they say, yes. And you say, okay, now I've got to go into my operations stage and I've got to deliver what I promised during the sales process. Right. Well, then you've got to really take time to go into the profit kind of thinking where you actually take time to reflect on, was that a profitable transaction? Is your marketing working? You could, you know, there's a lot of, in the HVAC world, there's a lot of people that would say, oh, well, you need to spend 6% or 10% or 12% of your gross revenue on marketing. And I'm like, well, how do, you know, you got to make sure it works. You can't just blindly write checks. You know, you've got to take a step back and really, really make sure that you're looking at that return on the investment. Is it serving that purpose? Is And then when you look at your sales, um, process are you converting are you talk are you presenting one time and then they never see from you you see you again are you making those follow-up phone calls what can you do to increase your sales conversion and then on the operational side 
Are your customers frustrated because you're constantly delivering late? You're constantly delivering the wrong thing. You've got to go back and fix it two or three times. The, all of those places, you're leaking money. And for most businesses, it's not one huge dollar amount. And it, it's a little bitty tweaks that you can easily find one or 2% in all these different sections and where you can really improve money coming into your business. And my biggest pet peeve <laughs> is when we put all of this time and money into marketing and sales and operations, and then somehow we're too busy to collect the money from our customer. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's true. No, 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 right. no. If you were too busy to collect money from your customer, I want you to stop right now, hit the pause button, and that's the system you need to fix because your business will not survive without collecting the money. You're not too busy to collect money. You will be out of business if you don't fix that problem because what ends up happening, you know, we would have that, you know, after 30 days, you know, because we would allow some of our commercial customers to pay, you know, within 30 days. And some customers, it felt like you were reselling the, the service. It's like, look, we, you're happy. It's working. Why on earth are we explaining to the accounting department? You know, I've got a purchase order number, like just cut the check, you know? Yeah. yeah so I, I am a hundred percent on board with everything you just said. That is it, totally my pet peeve too. Seeing people, just seeing people spend so much money on on things that they don't know 100% for sure if there's even a return or if there could be a return on it. I have um, one of the businesses that I've, I've been involved in. We owned a beach wedding business. I still do on the side. I have uh, where we they set up chairs, uh, the arbors, the photography, the videography, all of it. And I have some friends that are that do the same business. They They set up weddings and do that too up and down the East coast. And one of them was in a, a magazine, a wedding magazine. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. What's, what's the, who's, who's the audience? And they were like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, how much do you pay for the ad? It's like, whatever it was, it was like $4,000 or something. And I was like, would, have you had any calls from it? Oh, I don't know. I'm like, what, <laughs> what do you know? You just blotted out. You gave $4,000. They have no clue where do, are we getting? Anyway, I was just, I couldn't believe it. I would never, you know, if somebody approaches me and, it, and it's something like that could be like that, that I need to make sure there's a return. Like I do my due diligence. I'll even make calls to people that are in the magazine or in something. And a lot of people, so many people just, you know, give out money every month and they have no clue if it's working or not. So that that's such a big thing. Um, leaking money. I want to go right into one of the other subjects that you talk about. And I think this is a really important one that we have to understand, and this could go all over the board. So I want to kind of you to narrow in the psychology of money. I want you to talk about that a little bit. So a lot of us are either have a selling mindset naturally, or we have a saving mindset naturally. And so when you naturally enjoy the sales side, you've got a very risk-taking type of attitude towards business because you are out there, you've got a very abundant mindset where you're like, I'm going to just do everything I can to get the customer to say yes. Mm -hmm. I'll figure out the details later. I just want to hear the customer say yes. And with that abundance mindset, you just think there's always going to be more opportunities. I just need to earn money. I'm going to be very 
very optimistic and I'm going to dream. <laughs> but when we're saving money, when we've got to put that hat on as a business owner, it's a, the complete opposite mindset because we've got to admit that things are going to be out of our control. Right. We're going to have to admit that things are going to happen. That's going to cost us money that we're not expecting. Yeah. So we've got to be very cautious. We've got to plan for the unknown. We've got to say no a whole lot more times than we say yes, because, you know, it's a lot easier, even in our personal finances, we can go out there and earn more money. I mean, just think about the last time you were an employee and you got a raise. (laughs) Did you raise your expenses? And so generating those sales, being intentional with our spending, and then actually saving money is a key part of the business. And for a lot of us, it's a different part of our brain that we're using because we've got to learn to say no. We've got to learn to be conservative in our mindset. Mm -hmm. So it's like we've got to, when we're going out and we're drumming up business, we've got to have that selling mindset. But then we've also got to conserve money and not spend all of it that's coming in. And so a lot of time, and that's why a lot of business owners feel like they've got one foot on the gas pedal and one foot on the brake. You can give yourself with you can give yourself whiplash from the different (laughs) mindsets that you've got to have. And I just want to tell you, you're normal. That's a, that's a good thing to have in your business. (laughs) Yeah, this is great. All great advice. And I don't even think, I think a lot of this is probably new for some of the people who are listening, who are like, man, these are things that I would have never thought about going into business. You know, I, and, and I I like to, I like this because it's revealing and so it, hopefully we're saving people, you know, time and money so that they can plan and think about all of these things that we're talking about. Because I know when I first started, even though I had, I had read a lot about business and heard stories and heard people give me advice until I got into it. Some of these things I didn't realize until later on, you know, oh no, I'm, I'm leaking money. Oh, how am I thinking about this? How is this affecting my profitability? And all of these things kind of come together and there's so much more you could talk about. So I want to, first of all, thank you for sharing that. And I want, I want you to talk a little bit about before we end this podcast, I know that you are coaching now, right? Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about your, uh, your coaching. What is it called and what kind of do you offer for people who are entrepreneurs? So I am creating kind of like a library where I think there's a lot of business owners where they're struggling with this, like one little particular area Mm -hmm. there. They got so many things going on, but this one thing is like really, um, really overwhelming or really just needs to be fixed. And they're like, okay, what can I do? And so I'm creating a library, like how to read financial statements. I don't want you creating them. I want you to understand them so you can make decisions how to know if your pricing is right, how to make sure your accounts receivable collection process is right. All of those key foundational things that business owners need. Mm -hmm. So imagine you're walking up to a shelf in a library and you're pulling off that one bite-sized training. Um, I'm creating that type of library. And then on the back end, there's going to be a lot of people where they're like, okay, I understand that, but can you help me with my special circumstances? And so I will provide either group coaching or one-to-one coaching around those 
those type of foundational trainings, because I really feel like if we can get this foundation right, and there's a lot of companies, I don't care what size you are, you can watch an episode of the TV show, The Profit with Marcus mm-hmm. Lemonis. There are $50 million companies that are on the verge of bankruptcy. Yeah. So your size, don't, don't get hung up on that. There are a lot of large companies that have foundational issues because they did not learn it on the front end. Mm -hmm. And so you are going to be light years ahead if you can lay this foundation. And some of the trainings, you'll just be able to do it yourself. Other trainings, if you need my help, I am happy to do that. Yeah. And thank you for pointing that out. The the show with Marcus Lemonis, I've watched that for many years, ever since it first came out. And I, I think it's awesome what he does. But also what you just pointed out, it doesn't matter your size. I also have coached a lot of people who they are afraid because they've been in business so long, they're afraid to kind of completely, you know, reorganize their business. But sometimes that's the only thing that can save a business. And that's one of the things that he does. He comes in, but you have to be willing. So I'm, I want to encourage everybody who's listening. You've got to be willing to change your processes and your people. And you've got to be willing to stop, halt and change things. If you're not, you may go down the tubes, but if, if you're willing to change, you can literally change your business, your life, everything. And so this is awesome. What you're doing, you're setting up these little kind of like micro trainings for people on certain subjects. Yeah. So I want to encourage everybody check out uh, Tina stuff. Tina, how can people check out that stuff? So they can go to my website, panoramicacademy.com, and then go to the training tab that's up in the menu bar. And that will show um, some are free, some are small price. There's a variety um, that are there. Awesome. And, and before we go, um, if you had, if, if I was someone who was a new entrepreneur and I said, Tina, just give me some advice, what kind of advice would you give me? Um, I'm going to go back to pricing and people. Those are the two foundationals and you'll never stop learning. Mm. Like, I I don't know if you can see my books. I've got them everywhere, but um, I'm a real time learner. When we were struggling with the culture and the people, I read every book I could get my hands on. And so if you're not a book fan, there are so many um, services like Blink, I think, where you can listen to the audio or the book summary. There's Audible. There's so many different places where you can get that information to where you can feed yourself so that way you can actually lead your company. And even if your company is just you, the one right now, you've got to lead yourself. And it's, it's, it's an isolated type of world being an entrepreneur. So surrounding yourself with the right people and charging the right price, it sure does fix a whole lot of things and it gives you options and flexibility. Awesome. And then the last question I have decided within the last few episodes, I'm going to ask everybody this question and not tell them I'm going to ask it because the answers are so great. Do you have any type of tool. It can be a software. It can be a daily routine, something that people could actually put into use that would change their life potentially. I really like uh, setting my intentions for the Mm. week. So, you know, when we're first starting off our business, I tend, you know, because this training company is a new version right now. And so I have a lot more ideas 
then I've got the systems and the processes and everything laid out. And so I'm like, okay, how do I stay focused? And so I know that I, so I use the 12 week um, model for like the goals and the mm-hmm. milestones. And then every Sunday I kind of write down, okay, what are those key things to help me stay focused? Otherwise I will stay in this idea phase and then nothing else gets pushed forward. So that's probably my tool that really helps me the most to try to stay focused because it's hard when you're the one coming up with the idea, delivering the promise, doing the accounting, the administrative side, the follow-up calls, it it can get hard. So having something to keep you focused, it's really helped me. That is awesome. Tina, thank you so much for being on the show today. We've enjoyed it. If anybody wants to reach Tina, I'm going to have all of her information and social media and any kind of website she'd like to share with you in the show notes. So go there, listen to the next episode of Micro Business Show, go to the website, microbusinessshow.com and on social micro business launch. We'll see all of you next time. Tina, thank you so much for sharing today. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And I want to thank you personally for listening to this podcast. And I want to encourage you to go out and find the information you're looking for. If you have something in your business that you come to a head on, you get stuck in, I want to encourage you there's a bazillion different places on the internet that you can find free information, free information. And I'm not against coaching. I think paying for somebody to coach you is is a great idea. I think Tina here is a great resource. Uh, I think I am a great resource. But I also know that you can do anything that you put your mind to. You can find the information out there. And then once you get really stuck, find somebody that you like, you like their personality, no matter if that's me, no matter if that's Tina, no matter if that's some other coach on the other side of the world, you like the way they do things and hook up with them, see what kind of valuable free information they have. And then if you need to pay for coaching, pay for coaching, but do not stop in your business. When you get stuck, do not see that as a failure. See that as a roadblock that you can learn what to do, move it out of the way and move forward. I am wishing you the very best. And until I talk to you again next time, head over to the chadmunceyshow.com. You can reach out to me at chad at thechadmunceyshow.com through email. I will talk to you again real soon. Have a great, blessed day.